0: That's what you said. How did you forget already?
1: I texted you stock market.
0: You text me stock market. Which kind of feels like politics. Just, you mean 2. the 0. word
1: politics or is stock
0: market feels like politics? Like, I feel like that subject matter hovers around politics where we just end up talking about politics. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. wonder why I texted you that. I'm going to have to think, I'm going to have to think through. Is it because the stock market is plunging?
1: Yeah, well, that's part of it. Yeah, I. But, I mean, similarly, I was asking you before the show started, like, "Hey, do you think the housing markets crashing or gonna crash or what?" I say, you know, uh, you said "crack, crack." Yeah, it, <laughs> you said it sounded so like
0: "crash," which would fit there that I wanted to hear that. You
1: did, well, you said, I, "I go is the housing market cracking?"
0: And you go "crashing, crashing, cracking." No, no "cracking." <laughs> like, is it "crack"? Like, is, and then I said, um, "What does that mean?" <laughs> I still don't really know, but okay you're just having a
1: is like, it the beginning stages oh, everybody was going crazy last summer right for a house they would yeah. overpay 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 uh-huh. now are they still what i mean by cracking not crashing because there's, you know this is probably a new you're welcome term mm-hmm. because before it was crash but that was when housing went to like zero uh-huh. and now you're going well let's just get it back to normal that's what i mean by cracking so mm. is it going to get back to when's it going to get back to normal with my quotation marks? Well, or is it does it have signs of doing that right now with the with the interest rates? Right? The,
0: the The reason that question is interesting to me is because it's like if you were to look at that average cost of buying a home over the course of 30 years or 40 years or 50 years, there's no normal. It just goes up. Yeah, I understand that. But there was
1: a, a giant plummet and right okay so yeah you're right there's no normal but there was a giant drop which was the recession in 08 okay Uh uh-huh and then there was the we didn't you asked what the price is and then you pay the price or you pay less than the price yeah that's the normal it would be like saying in the car like if i go to buy a car you always negotiated the price of a car a used car right that's just always the way it's been and then all of a sudden if they were to go you know what no more negotiations on cars it would be like a it's like a culture shift almost where people go, remember when like Saturn came out? I don't know if you remember this. Saturn was a one price car and you just came out and said, Oh, I, I want the Saturn SL2. And they said, great. It's $15,000 thing. Okay. Well, what will you do for me? Yeah, You know? And it, like, what if you don't do the undercoating or whatever? And they go, uh, we don't care. It's 15000 That's yeah. what the price is. It's one price. Mm-hmm. And there's no negotiating off of it. No employee discount. No in, like invoice or anything like that. Saturn went by the wayside. Mm-hmm. It doesn't exist anymore. Because I don't think American culture was ready for that. They want to negotiate. Mm-hmm. And then the housing market's doing that, though, right now. Where it was like, hey, well, okay, what price range can you look at? We're looking at a house in the $350,000 range. So... If we have about three hundred and fifty to spend, let's look at a you know three seventy five house and see if they'll take three fifty, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now it's hey, if you have four hundred thousand dollars to spend, look at a three hundred and fifty thousand dollar house, right? Because you're going to need to offer fifty k over,
0: right? Yeah. And and that that part of it could adjust. I don't know that prices are going to go down. I think prices could level off, and they might go down some because there is going to be an adjustment for. You know, every month, everyone's house was going up by 5% or 8%. It was making me feel like a richer man. Right. It was making me feel rich, too. Uh, like, but How but, well are you doing? Well, my house is worth a lot. Right. I have... Fictional money. I have great fictional money. Um, but I, I do think that's going to change. I think that the prices are going to take a little bit of a dip, but it's not going to be a crash. It's not going to be like 08, where it's like, you know... But but the reason for that, that I, I think, anyway, and again, I'm not an expert, I, is because... In '08, they were mandating that basically anybody, sh- the law was that anybody can get a loan who has, in essence, a job or whatever. They had very lax stipulations. And so there was this all of a sudden increase you in- You mean like
1: a bank couldn't say, oh, well, these are our standards? The government was like, well, who cares what your standards are? You still have to take this?
0: Yes. And I'm not sure the ins and outs about like to what degree banks could choose not to pay. I always thought it
1: was the banks being greedy. You're saying it was the government.
0: Right. It was that I think Obama wanted basically, it was the American dream that, Obama. that anybody should be able to own a home who had very loose stipulations. Like, you don't need the money down, you don't need the credit score. Um, they fast-tracked a lot of things, and they made that part of the, you know, the legislation, and then banks lowered their standards as they were supposed to. And then instead of holding on to the bad loans, they just sold the bad loans to Wall Street, and then it got speculated and crashed.
1: Hmm. Isn't that, you know... It's funny the different things that like built America, the industrial era we've talked about before, but now maybe we're in the loan era, the debt era, where it's like if you want to live the American dream, I joke about this all the time. When people go, Oh, I want to live debt free, I go, That's not the American dream. The American mm-hmm. dream is get your boat, get your R V, get your ATVs, get your house, get your cars, and make sure you're maxed out on your credit. That's living the American Dream. You can have everything you want. You mm-hmm. just you know, you're up to your eyeballs in debt. Yeah.
0: Well, the, the low interest rates discourage savings.
1: Low interest rates. Discu- oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, so interesting.
0: Part of the like American dream in the old days, the good American dream, was that. You know, to some degree, I think interest rates floated a little bit more on the mark open market to where they were competitive. It wasn't just artificially squash them down to stimulate the economy. So there was like none of that going on. Mm-hmm. And since 2008, post housing crisis, that's what we've been doing quantitative easing, squashing interest rates down, which has increased loans and spending. And it's created this situation where people don't have savings anymore. They just, everything's on credit because credit's cheap.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Well, that makes sense because sometimes you're like, you know, why do I need to save 10000 in my bank account if my credit card limit has 10000 and I don't have any debt on it, right? Right. But credit can be taken away at any time. And I think, I mean, I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but if you're not using it, a credit card company can just go, actually, we're going to put your, you had a $20,000 limit, now we're going to say you have 10
0: i have never had that, but I've been wondering, because I have a card that's really old that I haven't used in probably a decade, and I once in a while log in and I go, nope, oh, still got it. Still there. Still I don't know if that's good to have. I don't know either. I You have too many like open accounts, probably. It's never reflected poorly that I can tell, but
1: yeah. I don't know. It's, Do you run your credit or have like a monitoring service or yeah. one of the free ones with your credit card or something?
0: Yeah, like my Chase app does that. But
1: And you check it every once in a while? Or does it give you an alert? Your it gives you alerts.
0: It really gives me... So, uh, Lynn lost my credit card in Arizona, and so I started signing up for <laughs> the Chase free monitoring because I was like, well, if that person ever manages to find my card and somehow they can use it, you know, I canceled it.
1: Oh, yeah. They text me all the time. Hey, this seems fraudulent. One yeah. time I tried to pull money out of an ATM when I was in Vegas. Uh-huh. And apparently that seems suspicious, I guess. Because mm. you're in Vegas and there's a lot of, you know, uh, gambling. Uh-huh. Or I guess I it could have gone the other way, like strip clubs and stuff. That's not what I was doing. I was really just... I was trying to pull... <laughs> we'll never some, really know. I was trying to pull some money out because I wanted to play some blackjack or something. I don't really remember. And it just... I the ATM said sorry, nope, and I was like, oh, I don't have any money, yeah. or I don't know why I said no, and then I got an alert on my phone saying, hey, suspected fraudulent alert. I was thinking, oh, that's weird, but I've learned that if you want to try to alert your credit card company and not get fraudulent, you kind of just spend your way there. Mm. So you buy something at the airport in Portland. Mm-hmm. you know, at the little store oh, there. That's true. And then you buy something at the airport when you land in Vegas and then you buy, you know, then it looks a little bit more like, Oh, yeah. okay. There's a trail here. It's not just like, Oh, he was in Portland yesterday and now he's in Vegas at an ATM machine.
0: Yeah, that's true. I remember the first time I went to New Jersey, I brought a credit card, but I also brought a bunch of cash. Cause I'd had that same thing happen where they're like, Hey, you swipe it in a weird place and then they cut you off. And it's like a whole rigmarole to get it back. And I was like, mm, don't like that. Hmm. Um, and then i I also bought something. This is one I kinda of feel bad about in hindsight. I bought something in college online and it was from like a Chinese website or whatever. And then Aren't they all? They called me my Chase card and they were like, Hey, it was the middle of the night, weirdly, which mm-hmm. is strange. They called me at a weird time and they're like, Hey, this just ran on your card. Is this yours? And it was like a Chinese company. I go, No, that's definitely not mine. Decline that. And then turns out later that morning, I was like, oh, that was my thing, actually. (laughs) That poor company,
1: I just... And what do you do 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 about it? Like,
0: never mind, that wasn't declined? Yeah, just nothing I could do.
1: Credit card companies must just write off so much in...
0: They're very liberal about, yeah, like, we've had customers who are, like, threatening that, like, if you don't do what I want, then we'll cancel our transaction Mm -hmm. and... I believe them. I go, I bet your credit card company, regardless of how legitimate our charge was, will still side American Express is like that. They're like, nope, zap. Yep. We'll take it away. Well, I, I texted you
1: about the stock market. Yes, because it plunged. That's one thing that I got it. But you said something the other day. So I, I put loosely based. That's why I like to just one word, stock mm-hmm. market. Boom. What are your thoughts? What is it? What is the stock market? What does it do? No, I... You texted me something. We've actually
0: been through this before, remember? We have,
1: yeah. I, that's why I was joking. Uh, I <laughs> I wanted you to expand on something you texted me the other day about some cryptocurrency that went to zero. Oh, yeah. And Lunar Lunar? so you, I don't know which one. I was like, I don't know which one that is. And I, but I immediately you, you sent it to me. Hey, this one went to zero. And I was like, oh, crap. Let me check all of my cryptos. And that... Combined with them all kind of falling and then the stock market also crashing out what crashing falling 1100 mm-hmm. points in one day it did you know it did a thousand points a week or so ago mm-hmm. it just has these it keeps falling and if you look over the year you're like oh yeah it is it is kind of falling mm-hmm. I don't know I just want to know what what's that an indication of and and what are your thoughts when you hear that whatever crypto that was went to zero and is that a sign of it because we've never had that before right
0: No not that I know I mean I think there's probably been weird I'm sure lots of cryptocurrencies come and gone that we didn't know about, but really, that that was one that was like, uh, Oh,
1: I, I, you're right. I'm sorry. I thought you meant like historically like 10 years ago. No, but you mean recently. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot that we don't know about, but
0: that was just one that stood out that I knew that there was quite a bit of interest in, and then it went to zero. And and most importantly, because the guy who like started, it was like vouching that it was going to be the biggest cryptocurrency as I'm sure most of these CEO types are that egotistical. Mm -hmm. So it was interesting to watch it go to zero. Um and then yeah I think for me it doesn't tell me anything other than it, cryptocurrency is just a speculative asset like we talked about like I talked about in an earlier podcast and it's getting you know people are selling it's, it off
1: They they are and I'm I'm just looking at what it is now Bitcoin's at you know 28,000 and I think I bought in not very much. I don't, did you ever buy in? Did you ever get convinced? Nope. We had Brandon on here, talked about Bitcoin, mm-hmm. and then leaving there, I was like, yeah, I'll buy some, whatever. He, he got me to a point where I'll buy some, mm-hmm. and then immediately went up to like $60,000. and I was like, dang, this thing, Bitcoin's going to hit $100,000, mm-hmm. and then now... I've done a reverse in my head. I can sell myself on it quickly and then I can sell de-sell myself. And then it's it dropped so quickly. Now it's at like 28. And I, once it hit below 30, I go, oh, no. You sent me that other one and I was asking somebody else. They're like, oh, yeah, I think crypto is about to just burn up. Yeah. Is that something you think is going to happen? Do you foresee in the next couple of years crypto going away?
0: I mean, I I don't know that the bigger ones will anytime soon. And I'm convinced of that because they're like big you know other big speculative assets they fluctuate a lot and they're wild and they're uh, they're like you wouldn't want to invest i wouldn't want to invest in them but they might not die completely and what happens when they go to zero like,
1: i don't does, know does that just mean i don't I, I don't have my money anymore where'd it go it means you yeah who I, has it yeah that's true i don't know i mean i paid i paid it to this ether i have no idea mm-hmm. i i mean i paid it it's not a company right this is what i can't wrap my head around this it, who has my money right Who's, it's, it's who's like profiting from it's this? like
0: when we talk about democrats and republicans and we're like right they do this and they're trying to do this and we're like who are they where <laughs> are the they day? coming from and what is their purpose it's the same with this with, with currency but it's kind of stock market at large it's like i mean it's kind of a silly question because you could probably think your way through where your money actually goes but to I'm, some degree I, in broad brush strokes i don't know where it goes either man
1: Yeah, Well, when I pay, yeah, because you all, you have these platforms, right? You can't just go and buy stock. You have to have Robinhood or E-Trade or something, right? To buy it on. You buy it on there. So clearly E-Trade is getting a fee, but then it goes and it, it buys, it goes to the company, right? It goes to that company Mm -hmm. and then the company burns it up. So let's take Theranos, right? That's a Mm -hmm. good example (laughs) because. Great one. So yeah, people bought into that and then that bank, that company went to zero and they're basically i i think i watched the the movie on it and they're going yeah so and so just sold theirs off for a dollar a share and you're like oh that sucks that's basically at zero right until there's nothing but it got burned up in in the company where
0: mm-hmm. the heck is this cryptocurrency money getting burned up in what company there's no right. company who's it go to who's like the? i mean i guess there's probably staff and people who run i mean do they right because I mean, like the original Bitcoin, it's like whatever the guy's name is, he no one knows where he's at. So who's running it's like Bitcoin? The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, it is weird. That's a good question. Well, I know that it, it on the whole, anything traded on the open market like that is, I mean, ideally what it is is it's a way for this is why people pay attention to stock market so much because it's a a quick way to tell what the masses think are going to happen. Where, where the masses think money should be allocated in our economy. Should it be a tech company? Should it be an oil company? Should it be a a startup or whatever? And if people invest in it at, you know, in mass, then it's kind of the market's way of saying, this is a technology that we really want and it's valuable. But the problem is, is when the government intervenes in things and sort of does things like pressing down interest rates for 10 years, 20 years, whatever, you create this bubble of money that shouldn't be there. And then the money, it's like, I, I relate it to college degrees. The government, you know, gets involved in college loans and all of a sudden everyone qualifies for a college loan. And then college just start doing stupid things with that money, like giving you degrees that are worthless. And Cause it's fictional money. Really, it, Cause it's right? like fictional money. And that's the stock market too. So when I see the stock market crashing like it is right now, I just think the economy can only be, uh, misallocated for so long no matter how long the government's propping it up and eventually they got to pay the piper and the money's going to go i guess i'm struggling though with this crypto because that's that's worldwide right that's
1: a worldwide thing and then if that's if if you're watching the stock market for hey what's going on in our economy wouldn't you be looking at crypto as like what's going on in the world economy
0: I think, you can't anybody really invest in stocks and bonds? Like, I could go invest in foreign stocks right now. You could invest in foreign people stocks, but they're invest called foreign, ours. so they... But people could invest in ours. I guess so. So, I don't think that really is relevant.
1: You're, you're thinking, so, just because people can invest in ours... I'm saying because
0: the American economy is, is I don't consider it the strongest, but it it's considered, like, the world leader, that's why people put such a precedent on our stock market. Why do you not consider
1: market? it the best?
0: Why are you a terrorist? I did not know this. Wow. (laughs) I just changed my ideologies. Uh, Yeah, I just, I can't, I can't, here's what it is. I want to. The, the patriot do it. part of me wants to believe it, but, but I can't logically do it. It would be like you coming into a household and being like, dude, look at this awesome house I have. Look at that car. And then I'd be like, it's all on credit, bro. And then I'd be like, so do you want to borrow some... Lend me some money. You'd be like... Right, but no, it still man. looks awesome. and well, It looks still awesome. Is, it
1: still is awesome. I mean, okay. I know... I get that argument because people... There was like a really good commercial about it. They're like, wow, the Joneses are doing really well. Look how much stuff they have. And then the guy's like, yeah, I'm up to my eyeballs in credit. Uh-huh. and credit. You're like, okay, well, that's hilarious, right? Because mm-hmm. people sometimes just look rich, but they're really just massively in debt. But they're still having fun. They true. still have a boat and you don't, right? But I guess
0: it depends on... Are you living for the here and the now, or are you a person who's thinking in the future? Well, in the future, you could be dead. So, And, and there could be live, like a mix of both. You, yeah, right. you need but to are you a little bit more in the But now. is your household run on complete credit cards? Do you own everything on credit cards? No. No. But I own do my you, house on debt. Do you own most of your stuff on credit cards? No. Right. And this is debt that you but actually... I p- but I also don't have a boat. Right. Which would, if I did, would be on debt. Right. Lots of things can be on debt, but it's like a solvency issue. It's like you can only have so much debt before you can't have any more debt. You can't support it anymore or you're owned by it, right? Like you're working just to pay the minimums and you never get ahead. I, That's what I feel like America is right now. Like, sure, we should have some debt. I'm not saying we should have zero debt. I mean, but I'm just saying it's to a degree now that I go, we're like, how do we, we could never pay our way out of this. So, I don't
1: even know who we would pay it to honestly China I mean
0: yeah I mean that's the
1: only logical answer right I and mean, we're giving so much money to Ukraine so much money we're giving them
0: a ton of I money. heard they're just printing those bills too they, that 40 billion dollars does it
1: go on like a cargo plane and get airdropped <laughs> like how does this actually how does this transaction why are happen?
0: we even printing money as a government anymore why don't we just be like hey change our account now we all send have 40 billion more dollars just in a computer yeah click. couldn't you do that just add another zero or just yeah I, I don't know. I don't know why they don't. I'm assuming that's how they do it. But I read something from Dan Crenshaw, and he was like, just so you know, it's not $40 billion that they had. It's $40 billion they're printing. You, yeah. Why don't you just... Oh, guys, we have that in hangar number 12. Go ahead and grab that. And right. then we
1: got to combine it with the safe that's in you know, Fort Knox and grab that, and then we'll drop it off to him. No, you're right. They had to just
0: print it. But right? dude, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Because you asked me about housing earlier. It's not earlier.
1: in our... Okay, go ahead. Sorry.
0: You asked me about housing earlier. Here's Here's my overarching concern with all of this. Historically, governments... I know, it's really good. He's pouring a glass of wine right in front of my face with a smug look on his face. Because you choose
1: such weird times to not drink. You're like the...
0: I would ask you what would be the appropriate time and I don't think you could come up with an appropriate time for me not to drink. Anyways. 8 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) That's true. You wouldn't do that. No, that's...
1: That's I'm not an alcoholic. I... I don't even remember where I was going. You've you were talking about now. the housing. You said, hey, earlier you brought up the housing problem. I don't know. Had to do with other countries. I'm really glad I got you off. You got me way off. I'm not used to this. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. But anyway, I will talk about this $40 billion, wondering, in legitimately if they are printing. I remember what I was going to say now. Uh, but if, Okay, fine. You don't lose it. If they're printing, literally printing this,
0: how does that exchange physically happen? That I don't know. This is one of the logistical things that we talk about, politics and these broad brushstrokes. And I go, sometimes I do. I think down to the nitty gritty and I go, right, but who's who's receiving that money and mm-hmm. who's giving that money? And is it like a digital bank account or are we hoarding over a plane of cash? Or You know this- when you watch those movies and they
1: have like a briefcase full
0: of money uh-huh. and then
1: they have the spoofs on it and they open up a briefcase and it's just this little wad and they go, that's... That's $100,000? Yeah. yeah, man. I know. It doesn't really look like Although
0: a Although $40 billion, I bet <laughs> would, it would be massive. Would be a giant briefcase. Yes, that would be. Uh, what I was going to say is government bad governments, historically, um, will print too much money. They'll create inflation, which is the prices of everything going up. And then when things get unaffordable for everyone and everyone complains,
1: yes. Accidentally? Are they doing this accidentally or purposely? I'm... Because you're saying they are doing this, I didn't. I mean, are they well, I
0: don't this? know. Do you think Joe Biden is printing money be- accidentally, or do you feel like he's doing? Like, is there ill intent behind it, or is he just ignorant? I don't know. I think I, he's, I think he's dumb. I just think he's like,
1: I, I mean that in the most sincere way to say I, I think he's kind of not a smart person. Yeah,
0: he's losing it for sure.
1: So, but that doesn't. I don't. Th- so purposely, yes, he's yeah. doing. So purposely,
0: well, is he purposely?
1: sometimes i think maybe they're purposely ruining our economy i don't but this
0: is what i don't know because i go they're either in it for the really short game where they're literally going well joe biden uh, you're only going to probably live a few more years so you can do whatever you want it's not going to affect you kamal harris and all that but i don't know but you want to go down as the worst president in history when
1: I mean, that's what he's going to be postered as well, right i
0: don't know man he's made some of the worst decisions and people still support him so i don't know that i don't know at this day and age that anybody will ever be completely off of joe biden like, I don't know that he'll lose his, all of his followers. I don't know that he would ever go down as the he worst. He lost
1: 11 million followers on Twitter, so.
0: 17 million. 17 million on Twitter he lost? Well, I thought he had 22 were, and then he lost n- half of them. He had 35 and half of them were fake. Oh, okay. That's what I was talking about. Oh, okay. But anyway. Well, I just read it. Bad different. governments I read it print money. Printing money creates inflation. And then worse governments, instead of doing things to counteract the inflation, they just go, you know what? I'm sick of the these greedy corporations overcharging you guys, these greedy oil companies overcharging you guys, so we're going to put price controls on things. That's when things get really bad. And this is what's scaring me the most, is I'm starting to hear rhetoric from the Biden administration that they're going to start investing $10 billion into affordable housing or money into this, which is basically like a price control. So they're basically saying, we jacked all the prices up, and now we're going to blame all the corporations for hyper-gouging you guys, right? And so we're going to put price controls on things. And that's going to royally screw the economy up. That's when you're going to start seeing shortages of everything. And I'm already starting to see shortages. But that's when things what, get really what, bad. Like
1: I know we're seeing them, but it feels like every one of them has an explanation, right? There's a there's a formula shortage right now. Mm-hmm. Why is there a formula shortage? You tell me. I don't know. I don't know. But they, they gave some reason, right? Did you know there's a diesel shortage? No. Of is the sh- of. The fuel type diesel, huh? Because it's it's more expensive than regular right. Uh, petrol, right? It's it's like a dollar more per gallon, which is how all of our stuff's delivered. Um, and they said something about the re, the refineries, or they they have to shift some, uh, the making of it or something. I don't know. They always have these explanations why there's a shortage.
0: I just don't remember this happening in my lifetime. Well, in the seventies, there was a fuel shortage, wasn't there? Right, but that was also caused by government. That wasn't, Ooh, that was like an embargo of some sort where the government was like, no. And then it, ra- it created I shortages. I thought the
1: government regulated gas prices.
0: I don't know. I
1: think they do, but they kind of regulate everything. They kind of regulate everything. I mean, so then it, what you're saying that they're doing, aren't they already doing then? Well, if they already regulate everything, it's like then what's debt, scary you can, about
0: it? You can handle a certain amount of regulation, but I'm talking specifically about inflation and then countering inflation with price controls. That's the level of regulation that I think will. Which. Okay, so you us. said
1: you said housing what ones scare you which what would be like dude this w- this is a scary time
0: now well like what like, like a
1: price regulation if they started regulating prices on what would you go oh that's anything, not good
0: anything anything
1: anything bread bread bread, bread. because, because like, it, it, bread can't be any more than five
0: dollars a loaf because we've talked about that yeah five dollars a loaf because then what would happen there'd be shortages of bread why why would that why would that cause shortages of bread Because if I told you that as a company, you have a cap of profit, Mm -hmm. you're not going to just sell as much as you can. You're going to be like, all right, well, I'm going to sell less of it because I can't make any money on it. No, that's not true. If you said, It's the same reason with housing. They do this in New York with housing. They put price controls on housing. If you talk to my sister-in-law, Tony, she'd be like, gosh, if it wasn't for the rent control around here, I'd never be able to afford to live here. And I'm like, it's because of the rent control. You idiot. Mm -hmm. It's because of the rent control because the government says housing is getting too expensive. So we're going to put price controls on. If you're a landlord and you have an apartment in downtown Manhattan and you can get $4,000 a month for it and you get told you can't, you can't get that anymore. You're putting a limit on their profit, right? Mm -hmm. You as a landlord, are you going to go buy a bunch more houses or are you going to stop investing in houses? Well, I think it depends. I mean, if you, let me go back to your bread just because I,
1: I, I know that it's a little bit more the, the price I understand. Yeah. So, if, if I make bread and I can only sell it for $5, but I'm still making a dollar per, per loaf, wouldn't I just want to produce more loaves so that I can make, I mean, I'm still making money? It does, how, how does that produce a shortage? It's because not going
0: to change the demand for it. It just cre- just creates a situation where you can't make as much on selling, in essence, the same amount.
1: Right. So, I just got to make make my product better.
0: Right, that's the idea, right? Yeah, that's sure. make my product better for the but same it, amount of money. But as it turns out in the actual economy, that's not the way that it works. What happens is normally companies are working on pretty razor-thin profit margins, especially if they're an old company. Yeah. Price controls tend to make them go, okay, well, this is just not an industry I'm going to continue to invest in. We're going to divert our money to something else. So then you'll see shortages because you'll just be like... this Because comp- the people are getting out of the industry. That's what creates... Getting out of the industry okay. and nobody wants to enter into the industry because there's no profit in it. And there's just a demand for bread and nobody wants to satiate it because there's price controls. Satiate it, w- it. it would be like in the car business. It would you want to, if you had a million dollars of capital, would you want to get in the car business? If I said, Hey Marshall, I know in the old days you could make money on cars, but now the government's limiting you to $500 profit on every car. That's it. That's all you can make. Yeah. I would try to, I mean, you wouldn't be like, Hey, I'll buy into a dealership and I'll
1: just sell that many more cars. Yeah, I would try like, to, I would try to see what's the most profitable company I can get into and
0: or, or product that you could right. make the most out of. Yeah. But going back to the housing thing, it's the same thing. It's like these landlords certainly don't want to continue to put money in investing in their, their houses. So they're, they're dumps. These rent controlled properties are just pieces of garbage. There's no new housing being built because it's price controlled and nobody wants to get into that market. And what it actually creates is crappier housing conditions and less supply of housing.
1: Okay. So are, are renters, so, okay, I guess what what happens in this stage then? Do you, you see more apartments pop up? Do you see more rentals? Do you see less people owning houses, more people owning houses? What happens in, in this scenario that you have? Like right. in New York? I mean, if, if rent control happens, then people just stop buying to rent it out? I, I guess
0: I don't know what. It drives the housing prices way up, right? So Why? Like, How? Because nobody can rent anymore. And so it's like it makes it more expensive for everybody to even try to move in there. And I know that... Um, you know, I think the bigger thing is it kind of decays it, right? Like it takes an otherwise thriving neighborhood and it creates project housing, in essence, which attracts the people, projects. people who want to live in that neighborhood but can't really afford to, right? Because okay. it's rent control. These houses are not being kept up. And then, yeah. And then, I, I, I don't know. It's like, have you ever been to downtown New York? Yeah. And some areas are really nice and some areas are really crappy.
1: Yeah, I think all of New York is kind of trashy. And I, I, that too. I think that's part of the part of the reason is because they they literally put the trash in the streets. Yes. <laughs> but, which
0: is weird. I was like, is that supposed to be here? Yeah, all that? But it,
1: it's kind of it's kind of, it's cool. It's great to see. Um it is. It's it's a really cool city. And I to see, visit, I'm not sure I'd ever want to live there, but I also wasn't raised on the East Coast because there is a really big difference between being an East Coaster or what and a West Coaster, right? I mean mm-hmm. I I think equally those people that are in the east coast that come over to the west coast are probably like stop talking to me why are you talking to me mm-hmm. you know you go over there and i remembered riding the metro you know a little subway um in in dc area and everybody was like why is this guy talking so loud <laughs> on this on this uh rail car and i'm like i don't know it's easy to not do that and i got a lot of frowns it was not
0: yeah i remember going to new jersey and I actually felt really great about it because I'm generally just a, I don't like talking to people when I'm in public. Just like give me my coffee and leave me alone. Yeah.
1: You're really good at that. Fit yeah. right in there. That's so it's perfect. surprised you don't hate Dutch Bros as much as I do.
0: I feel like it's in my top couple of most. Hated. I actually went there recently. What I hated most about it was the line took like 40 minutes to get through. The line li- line for what? The line of Dutch Bros. Was oh, like, you went to Dutch Bros? Well, Lynn went. Nice. I wasn't getting coffee because I'm not about that, that life that anymore. Sense. Yeah. So she's. I said. So you can get whatever you want. She's like. I want to go to Dash Bros. Great. So Would anyway. she get a non coffee? She no. She got a nine one one. Okay. Which I guess is like real strong.
1: Yeah, it's like six shots of coffee. Yeah, I yes. think. I think uh, Brandon got that for me at work one time. No, thank you.
0: And then um, they had the like the guy the the guy who like comes out and tries to take orders to uh-huh. speed up the line. Yeah. And dude, they were wearing the goofiest looking rain outfits. They were like tents that were attached to their person with like shoulder straps. So they came out walking up to you in a literal like clear tent.
1: Did you, did you see that their stock dropped by like 30%? Didn't everybody's. Okay. Uh, maybe, I mean, I don't know. I've got one in, in my portfolio. That's a huge loser, but did it target gain, it did gain some. And I was like, yes, this one is the only one going up while everything else is going down. Target dropped like 25%. Why do you think that is? Because are they doing Uh, some
0: sketchy things? Is that why? I think it's just that, well, they said in some memo or something that it's like rising fuel cost is causing lower profitability and lower profitability is. Dude, listen to this. Okay. So every
1: Sunday I get Starbucks crafts, the, the to go travelers, right? Mm -hmm. They're like those little brown wood, uh, cardboard travelers. If you want to order them, you got to order them at least 30 minutes in advance I usually order two, so it says like it'll give you the wait time. You're on the app, and it says, you know, your order will be ready in like 42 minutes. Mm -hmm. So I always order them online or on my app before I go. In the last two weeks, there is not a traveler to be found in the Salem Kaiser area. Hmm. They're out of stock. I was like, what the heck? How are you out of stock of this item? And I, I, that's got to be a supply chain issue, right? Has to be. Yeah. And then, um, and then I go, okay, well then you're so. Then I just go, well, I guess I'm not ordering it. Now, so they just miss out on that, right? That's just business you're missing out on because you don't have supply. I did find out, though, because I was like, well, I should really bring coffee. They're expecting coffee. So I, I ordered a bunch of just black coffee. You know what the most you can order on a Starbucks app is? Hmm. Yeah, I know this now. 15 cups of coffee is the most you can get on a mobile what are order. What were you
0: trying to order? Like 50?
1: Uh, I was going to order 16. I was going to order sixteen. and It was like no, fifteen is the limit. I was like, oh, okay, well that's fine. That's
0: yeah. funny, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've noticed more and more places that I go for different all, all sorts of products is like they're they're gone. They're not there. It's like a hole in the shelf where you're like, oh, well, I guess they don't have. Why
1: don't those. I don't go down baby formula aisles? But I mean, they're saying there's. I'm seeing pictures online. Shelves are empty. And then they're posting a lot of pictures, oh, supply chain issues on regular food, candy bars. I I don't see that near us. Do you see that? Like, as
0: in, do I experience that when I go out? Yeah. Do you experience,
1: like, actually, at the grocery store, I go to this one close to my house all the time, and I just, I'm not seeing empty shelves.
0: No, I don't see empty shelves. I do see uh, fewer, less selection of things. You know, like, don't you agree that more often in the last six months, nine months, you would be less surprised going into a store to get a particular product. Like most recently I was getting Motrin for infants oh, yeah. and I just thought, no problem. am just going to go to Rite Aid, walk in. Nope. Gone. Completely missing. Mm. And I was like, that's weird. And there's other just random products that once in a while you go, that's just not there. That didn't ever used to be the case. Rarely. Right. Yeah. More and more now.
1: Yeah. I mean, is, uh, do you feel like that'll, change our grocery stores
0: or our, our stores to be more local than they are right now. I hope so because I think uh my brother was talking to me and he's like he's economics guy too and he's like well who cares like wh- what does it matter if we're buying a bunch of cheap chinese crap or foreign crap and they're getting all of our money like who really cares because aren't we selling things to other people doesn't that offset it in in economics terms that's true it's called comparative advantage
1: yeah, you always used to talk to me
0: about who cares where it's coming from. You which would is, say the same thing. Which I mean. is true, I feel like, in a normal economy. But I'm starting to worry, and I told him this, that we're getting into a time where, okay, great, I get that. In a normal functioning world economy. But if we didn't have that, and all of a sudden people didn't want to use these worthless American dollars because of inflation, which I've been worrying about for a very long time, and now it's getting more and more true, worthless yeah. American dollars. You warn about it, but you do nothing. What can I do? Become president? No, I just meant policy. like
1: what would you do in I your know, life? You, yeah.
0: you ask me all the time and I tell you I have a degree in economics, not in investing, so I don't know. <laughs> you tell me. And then I give you suggestions and then you're like, "Ah, no, I'm not going." I made it. my move. I bought a I bought a house. That was Yeah, but um,
1: like why why not in Okay, so if you go local, right? If if things kind of go whatever, really bad and then you got to kind of deal with your local producers, your local farmers, your right. local people who make the candy bars, the local people who make whatever, manufacture anything. I mean, in, in our currency doesn't look very good. It's a little bit more of the bartering system. Uh-huh. And then wouldn't it be your assets and
0: precious metals at that point? Probably, or your skills, whatever you can do to trade right? Yeah. Which sucks because I'm not really sure what skills you and I have.
1: (laughs) Oh, hey, that's rude. I thought you were just going to say you. I I mean, I did
0: build a sweet fire.
1: (laughs) Yeah. With the wood that I chopped up. I've got that going for me. You've
0: got chickens. Hey, that's great. You got that. Yeah. I am a very good farmer of chickens. (laughs) A
1: very good farmer of chickens. Yeah. But I can build things. I'm like, I I am crafty with my hands. I grew up, my dad was a general contractor. I did learn quite a bit from him. Well, hey, that's good. I'm sure that'd be useful.
0: But what I was getting at is... I can
1: fix some things for people.
0: Under normal circumstances, I agree. We shouldn't worry too much about our money going here and buying cheap crap there and whatever. But what I was saying is if things came to a grinding halt and all of a sudden nobody wanted to accept our money, right? And we're talking like a world economic crash, Mm -hmm. then we would have to just deal with what we can do here. And what America does really well, we export like, we're like a service industry, like uh lawyers and doctors and things you're not building things you're just a service industry yeah and economists have historically been like that's good enough that's that's good being a that's still a a wealth building skill right but in the apocalypse that's not going to do you any good mm-hmm. and these other countries have factories and infrastructure to actually create things in labor force skilled labor to build things we don't have that as much and that's what concerns me is that i go if that were to happen you would have to rely more on the farmer down the street, or your neighbor to help you out with something. And I don't know how well prepared we are for that,
1: if Uh, that happens. Well, we're not. And I think you would see what's happening right now, is you'll see people, rather than resorting to a reasonable way of figuring out how we can get along, they're just going to steal stuff. Right. They're just going to loot and burn and steal
0: lawlessness
1: yes yeah I think. that's what i worry about the most because if it did collapse i mean covid was kind of a fun time where you go okay well let's all be let's all all work together like what do we got to do i know that happened in our company and our friend group We're like okay hey do you need anything and, and there was a lot of our friends who said hey if things are tough you know just let us know and and we can help you i had a, quite a few friends say that and I go oh that's really cool we have a good we have a good group but mm-hmm. i feel like that was probably the peak of our civility. And now if we were to just supply chain issues and we can't provide baby
0: formula for our our children, there's going to be lawlessness. Yeah. I think, I think you would see a lot of that because another thing that the government provides is security to an extent, military and. And
1: they're not providing security with the law enforcement right now. No. And that's, I mean, that's, that's on the defund police movement more than anything, right? Right, right. That's, that's not because the police officers don't want to do anything. It's they just don't have the resources or anything.
0: Right. Yes, exactly. And I don't know how much that's still going on, but probably. Soon. Oh, it's
1: still going on. They they need a lot. They need a lot of people. But I feel like that in almost any industry right now, specifically though, teachers and law enforcement, they're like, you could just, we just need them. We need them. We
0: need a lot. Yeah. Everybody needs. Dude, there's in the, this is another concerning status. There's something like two jobs for every one person.
1: Then how is the economy going to be bad? If there's that many jobs available, I mean, isn't that a good thing?
0: you would think but why is that not being why is this not being fulfilled because people aren't filling the jobs I don't know it's like we talked about the quit rate people are quitting jobs too it's like I don't know what I, is motivating people to not work and to quit their jobs but I don't know that either I had
1: somebody get super excited
0: I'm not gonna say who this is but they work in the uh,
1: industry that in a skilled industry right with that where they somebody has to have a, it's a skilled labor industry and they're like yes the stock market dropped by 1100 points and i was like wow that is that's you're pretty you're pretty excited about that like that, people don't normally get excited about it. he's like dude i am so excited He goes, finally these people that keep quitting on me demanding more money they're gonna come crawling back to me mm. and then i'm gonna finally get my labor force back He goes, i just i have these people who are so high on their horse that i just they're hard to employ It's true. Not only hard to, like hard to employ, like to get them because they want so much money, but hard to keep them motivated to work because they're making so much money per
0: hour. We, we found that in our line of work too, that it's really difficult to retain people. And I felt it for a long time and I was like, gosh, people, I've never had this much turnover. I've never had so many people quit. And I was thinking, was it some of the changes we've made over the last couple of years to like cope with COVID and shutdowns? Is it a cultural thing? And then the more I go, the more I realize it's just it's the economy. It's like, it, if there's two jobs to every one person willing to work, then they got a lot of options, you know? And that's that affects all levels of employment, I think. And I don't know. We're in a mess right now is what it feels like. <laughs> Do you feel like our parents felt like this? Did they feel you know, like we were in a mess? I watched a documentary on the Great Depression. Not that that's our parents. I'm, I, I'm not going to date them. I love
1: them. that you're you, you have so many documentary experience. Uh-huh. Because there's been a few lately that I go, oh, I watched this. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I saw that one. I go, oh, oh cool. We're relating. This is finally, finally a show
0: that we can relate on. <laughs> mm-hmm. But in, in the Great Depression, watching the conditions those people live through, you go, oh, we could live through a lot. Like they were living in shanty little shacks, starving to death. Their kids were like malnutrition, barely like growing. I mean, but they were just determined to stay and just like gut it out and make it happen and stick together. And, you know, I I mean, obviously it took a long time, but it turned around. I, I get it. And you go, I don't think we could get
1: back to that stage. It just doesn't feel like we're so far advanced, right? We're so developed in comparison to the 1930s when the Great Depression happened. But sometimes I do wonder, and how does our food get here? Like, where are the You know, there's so many people that aren't farming food. Where does our food come from? Sometimes I feel like we just go, oh, it's just there. It's magic. Right. It just shows up in the grocery store. You go, there's so much in the grocery store all the time. And do you ever buy vegetables and fruit and then put them in your fridge and then a week later you're like, oh, they kind of went bad. Yeah. Right. But that doesn't happen in a grocery store. So they're constantly getting new stuff. Yeah. Constantly getting it. And it just appears there. But eventually that's going to run – I mean, if, if supply chain is running out of the the sustainable candy bars and, and formula, stuff that lasts on a shelf, what happens when the fresh
0: stuff doesn't show up? Food shortages. It's going to be fun. It's going to be really exciting. This is why this I – This is going to be fun? This, this is, is why I was so like, man, I really want to um, go on this guided elk hunting thing because I go, I feel like I've never felt a need to learn to hunt. More than I do now. That's why. Yeah. You
1: you need to explain what that is because you came in to my office and you're like, hey, man. Yeah. You, you ever elk hunted? And, and then you were talking about as if you are going on a trip with a group of guys. And you're like, no, nah, maybe just me.
0: No, probably just me because they actually, they limit it to two. So it's a guided elk uh, hunt. So it's in Colorado. I mean, there's ones all over, but the better ones, I think, are in like Colorado and Wyoming. Where the elk are. Where the elk are. I mean, Oregon has elk, but I don't think it's as prevalent. And so you pay a bunch of money and you go and you get like a five day camp. You fly over there with you and one of you and up to one other person and you get paired up with a guide and then you go out and you stalk and kill an elk and then they they Do they
1: guarantee you're gonna see an elk they and not kill one? They don't What if you don't
0: see one and kill then one? And
1: you've wasted your money. You are you serious? I am serious. Oh no. That's yeah. a that's a crock of crap.
0: Yeah, it's tough. It would be
1: t- it would be a tough commitment. But there was somebody I I have never hunted. I'll admit this, other than shooting like the rats in my backyard, uh-huh. they and in paintballing, right? But there was uh, I was talking to one of my friends, and he's like, "Yeah, we went on this five day hunting trip," and I was like, "Oh, cool." And he's like, "Yeah, you just I go, what'd you get?" And he goes, "Oh, we didn't we didn't get anything. You you didn't get anything." He goes, "No, I didn't even see anything." I go, "So you just sat quietly in the bushes for five days, yeah, getting rained on, and you." Actually, that, that doesn't sound
0: fun to me. More than sh- losing the money, you're being too loud. That's, you're going to scare the animals away. More than losing the money, <laughs> that's what I'd be afraid of. Is like the money is the money, it is the money. Once you commit it, it's like you could sell yourself on, I had a good experience, whatever. But hunting is not an inherently exhilarating thing. It's like a lot of sitting and quietly stalking. Yeah days of it actually and sometimes you don't get your elk at all sometimes you get on the last day and you don't know going into it it's not even about the money it's like am i really going to enjoy it and am i gonna you know it would be most enjoyable if i actually went there got an elk and provided some meat but that would be great because then you'd have a whole freezer full do you ever
1: wonder how like we why did we end up eating the animals we eat do you ever wonder that Oh, all the time. Like, I, I wonder that sometimes with pets, that, like, why did we domesticate dogs and cats? Yeah. I realized that, though, with dogs. I did figure this one out, because dogs wag their tails, they're super excited to see you. No matter what you do to them, they're always happy. Uh-huh. But I don't know of a lot of other animals that do that. I wonder why we domesticated cats.
0: That That's one that I go, yeah. that one doesn't make as much sense. I feel like with cats, it's just because they look really cool. They're, like, mini versions of, but like, predators. But a lot of things predators. look cool. yeah cats look pretty cool we're just still used to them. we probably don't recognize it
1: okay but i think
0: raccoons look cool you know i think it's cool? weird that we like so societally we don't accept hunting certain things at all but we do accept hunting other things like yeah you, example like if i were to kill a bear you which is legal a, you can get a bear license yeah yeah you can get a, and then i were to post on social media i kill this bear i would get a lot of crap about it yeah you right? would I mean, it
1: meat just doesn't sound as good either.
0: but if I killed a fish and mm-hmm. held it up, everyone would applaud me on social media. Yeah, right. so it's like what's the difference? It's a life is a life. I don't know. It's just because one is fuzzier and cuter, maybe I don't know They're more rare because you just don't see bears. you see fish all the time. But then going back to your comment, what whatever made a human being want to taste a fish they don't they don't look good they're they're nasty looking to me. They smell awful. They do smell weird, yeah. And they were like, let's eat that. They must but, have just been really hungry. But also, weird.
1: like, why cows? Like, why did we just settle on cows versus goats versus
0: horses? Like, why don't we eat a lot more horse meat? I think that used to be more of a thing, horse, horse meat. Horse meat? Really? But it's probably the utility of horses, that you could, like, ride them real fast. Like, they well, were, don't kill them. We can ride they them. They were our cars. Okay, well, then... uh And cows and goats, we do kill. Okay, but buffalo. Like, buffalo was a big
1: one, right? When the Indians were here, they killed a bunch of buffalo. We brought cows over. We're like, no, cows are better, and I don't know why. Like, why cows over buffalo? I don't think that's what happened.
0: I think that they commercialized buffalo hunting, and then we basically extinguished the population to nil, and then cows had to come in and go, okay, we'll be your meat then.
1: Oh, okay. So it wasn't like it was accidental. We
0: almost... Extincted the buffalo. Yeah, because they. But put couldn't it, we just stop them and and breed them and then? be... Well, but we didn't realize what was happening. Nobody was regulating it, so they didn't know what was happening until it was too late. So they they. It's not too late though, because there are buffalo in existence. No, so they they caught it, and by the time they caught it, which I don't remember, maybe it was like one of the Roosevelt presidents that that caught it and was like, "Hey, we need to preserve these," and then he started making them in, like in, not in danger, but like helping rebuild their population. And they're still not back to where they were, but. I think that uh, they commercialized buffalo, so like you could make money on buffalo hide. Used to be worth a lot of money, mm-hmm. and when you commercialize it, and you don't regulate it. What's going to happen? Everyone's going to go out into wild blue yonder and just blast as many as they can. There was one guy who killed like hundreds of them at one sitting because it was a, and he would pay skinners to go. Be, he would just walk out into fields of innocent buffalo that were just there roaming, blast, 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 kill a whole pile of them. Paid skinners cents on the dollar. To come process all the hides, load them onto a train, send them back east. He would get a check in the mail. It was like that easy to make money on them, so that's why they basically. Can you milk a buffalo too? Probably. I think was. I it, mean, I'm uh, just because you the go, Falkers, You could milk anything with a nipple or something. Like yeah, that.
1: I got nipples, Falker. Can you milk me? <laughs> I mean, so you cows, you can milk. You know, and then you get their meat, and so you get, and then you have leather. You like their skin, but I, I assume buffalo is the same way. So I'm just—it's interesting to me that we went with cows, especially now. If you're a—if you're a what do you call it—the um, uh, global global warming theor- uh, theorist? Theorist. I don't—I don't know if that's what I meant to say. Global warming antagonist. I don't know. A supporter. If you're a global warming supporter, and you're like, yeah, global warming. You'd be—you're kind of against
0: cows, aren't you? Provocador. Pro- yeah. Aren't you against cows? I don't know. Are yeah, they, they produce I've, methane? There's I've too heard, many of them. I've heard that cows produce an inordinate amount of like greenhouse gas, but then nobody wants to acknowledge that. No, there but there's people acknowledging. No, it No, I now. mean like they don't want to. They want to blame it on cars. Everything on cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. meaning they don't really want to put the. But could it be the away? problem
1: that we actually, instead of just going, hey, you know, maybe we should make buffalo the, the the meat of choice? We decided it was cows, and now we have too many cows. We've overpopulated cows.
0: Yeah, that, could that be
1: could that be a real issue? It could be. Although and uh, and now they're farting and polluting our air. There you that, go. Cuz that's what it is. It's their farts that <laughs> are produce methane and pollute our air. Did you know that? It's the cows farts?
0: I did know that that was uh something when people talk about global warming and then people try to counter it, they go, "Well, isn't it like shouldn't you be mad about cows?" And I was like, "Is that a real thing?" And then I looked into it and I go, "Oh my gosh, that is a real." It's thing. a real thing. Yeah. People really are like thinking that cows contribute can like a good amount and maybe they're not wrong i mean there's a lot more cows again
1: it's the choice of meat we decided you know and yeah i mean instead of lamb have you ever had
0: lamb uh yes i think i have and i don't think i liked it very much yeah and lamb's a little bit different it's, it's a little, a little more weird gay, but
1: it's what you're used to right
0: yeah but that's what i'm saying it's it's all it's cultural right mm-hmm. like there's cultures that don't eat cow probably at all they yeah exclu- india yeah and they exclusively it's live off one. other meats. <laughs> It's cultural. It's just what we—it's just the card we were dealt. It's kind of a weird going. one. I like. I don't. I don't mean to knock like a whole
1: country and religion, but you kind of. I mean, like, come on. They like worship cows. <laughs> isn't that a little weird? It is. I mean, little... everybody else in the world's going. No, you guys are crazy. Yeah. I think we're all universe. If we were all going to be on the same page about something, we'd all be like, "No, India, this is one thing you have wrong.
0: <laughs> you Leave <should laughs> that. Now worship it. Yeah. It's it's a cow. Yeah, that's true. But it is hard to put your lens on and think through your own society and like what weird stuff we do because it's so normal to us
1: yeah and just think how differently mcdonald's would look if everything was buffalo
0: instead of have you ever seen those youtube videos where they have people from different countries try american food or sometimes they'll even have like hispanic mothers try each other's pozole and then they all just talk crap about each other's pozole <laughs> no. right because it's just so specific taste to them and then um, or they'll have like people from Sweden, try American something that they don't have there. And they taste it and they rate it and they be like, Oh, this is really good. Or, Oh my gosh, this is disgusting. Makes you realize how much culture plays a big role in that stuff. Culture is huge,
1: man. I remember we went to China and they had a McDonald's and we went to one and I got a big Mac there. It was pretty, I, I like going to McDonald's in every, in every country we go to, if there's a McDonald's, I go to it because I uh-huh. like to see what's on their menu. It's mm-hmm. usually something slightly different. I remember in, in, uh, Mexico, they had like beans and carrots on the menu for some reason. I was like, oh, that's that's not served in America, right? Or in the United States. And then uh, when I went to France, they had some they had like curry chicken, huh? Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's that's cool. Yeah, I'll eat that. And then when we were in China, um, it it, they didn't really have anything special specific to like they didn't like have like a sweet and sour burger or anything. They have like the usual stuff though. It was the usual stuff. So I got a Big Mac and I was like, cool. I was like, ah, the meat and cheese look different. It yeah, looked, did it taste weird? It looked, it, and then it, it tasted exactly how it looked, which was different. I was like, something's not right. It's like, it almost tasted artificial to me. Uh, and that's what I would think too. But I don't, I mean, I don't know because cheese is like, it's, you know, it's processed, right? Well, it's, so, it's like, even the, yeah, the cheese, the process, they, they process it weird it's just a weirder
0: version just like that's like uh we worked with somebody who spent something like six months in china and he was like oh my gosh the hardest thing was and this is a very picky person who who uh He's very cleanly and very picky and particular, and I don't think he has a very good palate for food. And he was in China for six months, and he was like, "The biggest problem is I I cannot find anything to eat there." He's like, "I had to. I found like one or two things that I had to eat only that for six months because everything else was just weird to me."
1: Well, I I mean, it would make him sick. Yeah, I don't. I I mean, China has a lot of sauces on their stuff, yeah, and so I loved it. I absolutely loved it. But then after like day three, you're like, "Okay, can I get something without sauce? (laughs) You know, something just a little bit." I don't know. Uh, not the same. Like the thing about Chinese food is it's the same breakfast, lunch, or dinner, right? Think about American food. We have a very distinct breakfast mm-hmm. versus our lunch and our dinner, right? We have cereal, we have eggs, we have pancakes, we have French toast. That's all. That's all breakfast stuff. And lunches are kind of like sandwiches and yeah. um, and and salads. And dinners are like more of a hearty. But in China, it's it's kind of you, you have this pepper. Pasta, sweet, like a uh, general sow's chicken or whatever it is, you know, it's, that's what you have for breakfast. That's what you have for lunch. And that is what you have for dinner.
0: Yeah, that is interesting. I didn't, I didn't think about that, but that's a good point. I, I did think about this though, that I, I find weird. Do you ever notice that breakfast is the only meal that you can eat the same thing every day and you, somehow you don't get tired of it? Mm, like cereal like, every morning? Like some people eat cereal every morning. Some people eat oatmeal. Some people are like bacon, eggs and toast. Um. And you do, breakfast can do the, is always good, man. You could do the same thing uh-huh. every day, day in and day out. But if I were to try to feed you the same lunch or dinner every day, you'd be like, hey, man, we just had this yesterday. Yeah. We're not having spaghetti again. Why is that?
1: Huh. I don't, I, I don't know. Because breakfast is such a far superior meal. Because you ever go, hey, you want to have breakfast for dinner? And it's and you're like, yeah, I do. Oh, I do that all the time. <laughs> right. Because it's so good. Breakfast is just a better, uh, better tasting meals, I guess. Hmm. Yeah. The other thing that is weird culturally that, it's probably fine and acceptable. I just... You know, you're not used to it. It's like milk in other countries is mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. And uh, specifically in Africa, it came in a bag. And I was like, this is <laughs> not right. It's the wrong <laughs> thing Yeah, you just it. like cut open the bag and then it doesn't sit properly. So, you got to kind of almost pour it all out. So, like, pour it all on your cereal or pour it all into a jug or something. And... I don't know. I guess like farmers, they when they milk a, a goat or a cow, they just put it in their fridge in a, in a jug, right? So that's that's normal. But I go, that's not what I'm used to. I'm used to a carton or a gallon that you you put the top on. It has some and then I don't worry
0: about structural it. Structural like, integrity. Yeah, <laughs> some
1: sort of seal of some sort that's <laughs> protecting it from the bacteria that's living in the air. That's and true. And then in the bag, I go, I, I just don't feel like I can refrigerate that properly. I don't know. And why? how does it get delivered in this bag? bag i don't right. know Some, and then it affects you you know seeing things and smelling things affect the way things taste so when uh-huh. you when you know something about it like i'm literally looking at it in a bag and i go it just tastes
0: automatically tastes different to yeah me. that's like me i hate mayonnaise i cannot mm. stand mayonnaise oh that's a bummer but growing up my mom would make tuna sandwiches and mayonnaise goes you can't in have that.
1: tuna without mayonnaise man
0: and I didn't know that really until I <laughs> did know that. And then once I did, I already loved tuna sandwiches so much. I didn't much, know until so I, like, I did know that. I couldn't, so I couldn't disentangle the two. So that my new compromise in adulthood is great. I do want the tuna with the mayonnaise, but I cannot watch you make it. So somebody oh, else has to make it for me and just serve it. And then I eat it. And if I think about it too much, I get sick. Here's another thing some people put vegetables in the refrigerator and some people leave vegetables out, like certain what? vegetables. Yeah. And some people put butter in the refrigerator, and some people leave bu- oh, butter room temperature.
1: Yeah, our butter. Okay, that's
0: interesting. Where do you? Where's your butter? Fridge. Really? And I don't. Is that like how it you there? grew up? No, I I didn't grow up that way. Did Lynn grow up that way? I don't know, cause she but she perpetuates that, and I'm I'm okay with it. But the problem is, it's so hard all the time. Yeah, I grew up with butter in the fridge.
1: Yeah, and then but we keep butter on the counter. But we also grew up. I grew up with real butter, and uh-huh. I grew up with real maple syrup. I got married to my wife and she grew up with margarine and frickin' buttersworth or whatever, right? The thick <laughs> nasty. Butter. And I was like, this this is gross. It doesn't nothing tastes good. And I converted her now. She likes butter. And uh but you you try it and you go, no, I just like what if you it's like growing up on um mayonnaise versus what's the other one? Oh uh like cool whip. Cool no? Cool, cool no, it's not cool whip, it's miracle, miracle whip. whip. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Cool whip. Cool whip. <laughs> yeah. Miracle Whip versus mayonnaise, and the and the people who grew up on mayonnaise they can't do Miracle Whip. Miracle no. Whip, they're like, oh, the tangy zip of Miracle Whip. I'm like, what is this freaking tangy zip? This is not normal. I don't <laughs> want this. Or I've an... tried it. Oh, it's the same. It is not the same. It's got this weird tanginess. <laughs> that
0: is very true. I've also noticed not all pickles are made the same. Like some pickles you taste uh, and you're like, yeah. mm, that's not. What is that? That's not like an crispy. Off- it's yeah. like limp. Yeah, limp. And, very flaccid and pickle. Very, very flaccid, yes. Very sexual overtones right now. <laughs> what about bread? Do you put bread in your refrigerator?
1: Okay, uh, so we have a bread box. Uh-huh. And then we have bread in the refrigerator and we have bread in the freezer. So it's like a stage. It goes from freezer to fridge to box. So uh. when the box is empty, the ones that are in the fridge go out there. Because I think it lasts longer in the fridge, right? I think so too. I, but I, I'm stuck on this vegetable thing, man. Why would vegetables not be in the fridge? Are they uh, not supposed to be? I'm, I'm like... I'm naturally intrigued. I learned this before you explain it. I learned this about having eggs. Uh So you buy eggs and where do your eggs go? In the fridge. Okay. But did you know that when you have farm fresh eggs, you, you don't wash them and it keeps like the protectant stuff on there and they can sit on your counter. You don't put them in the fridge. You set them on your counter room temperature and they can live there for a month. Oh weird! Yeah. So like, like you don't refrigerate them because once you do, you have to keep them refrigerated. Or well, I don't know. You just don't need to. You need to. You just don't wash them. If you wash them, then you need to refrigerate them because you remove the protectant, oh. protecting layer huh. of it.
0: I did not know that, but that makes sense because it's like, a yeah. Well, anyway, it's in the wild. It's just out in the. You know, they're just sitting there, and, and you grab them there. and grab That's them out true. of
1: a nest, and then you eat them,
0: right? Um, onions. Are one, like, you ever have, like, a little basket that has, like, random things on it? like uh, Yeah, we have that. Sometimes bananas and apples. And then an onion sitting in there with some some garlic. Yeah, sometimes randomly there's, like, onions, there's, like, an onion and garlic. And then, weirdly, I don't like refrigerating avocados. I just like to eat them fast. I'm not saying yeah. I like them room temperature. Like
1: before they're cut, you're talking about? Yeah.
0: Okay, yeah, that's fine. I, I keep those on the counter.
1: Yeah, leave those I out. don't know if those are a vegetable or a fruit. I don't know.
0: I think they're actually a fruit. But Lynn <laughs> likes to put these all in the refrigerator, and I'm always like, ah, I guess that's fine. But to me, the refrigerator can serve two purposes. Okay. One is good, which is it keeps things fresher. Something somehow it ages it quicker. Uh, like yeah. there are some vegetables that go in the fridge and they come they just out in like, like, like and roast and you're like what this should have just been left out interesting I yeah. do
1: wonder how at the grocery store they they know it they because they do stay la- they last longer there somehow yeah but I will do like oranges and apples yeah. I love them so cold I want them so ice cold because when you uh-huh. eat them like an ice cold orange not quite not I, frozen but just cold.
0: An, it's uh, yeah, so good I could get behind that that would be a good one I don't do that right now although the little mini ones whatever you call them uh, yeah the cuties yeah those I like those cold yeah no we, we have a
1: thing in our house and you know my nephew lives with me and we'll make a joke like ooh a nice cold orange I'll like put it even in the freezer for like <laughs> 30 minutes before we eat it. And I go, yeah, let's cut Let's cut it up. And apples, you know, if you cut up apples and then put some lemon juice on them so they don't turn brown. Yeah, And then you put a little bit of pepper on them to bring out the sweetness. Uh-huh. And then you throw them in the fridge and get them really cold or sometimes throw them in the freezer for 20 minutes. S- super crispy cold. So do good, it's you, like dessert.
0: Do you uh, like salt on any fruit? Like yeah, s- loves, that's a very like El Salvadorian
1: thing to do. And I had an El Salvadorian friend. She was really pretty growing up and so um she used to bring really like this fruit like pears and apples yeah. that way and i was like i love the, i love your fruit and so i started doing that that's
0: then. um I, I never growing up did i have salt on an apple but i actually in adulthood if somebody told me about it i go oh my gosh and i can't not. try some pepper oh yeah because pepper brings out the sweetness that yeah that sounds good and then watermelon i like it on watermelon
1: okay so there is this fruit salad they serve it Zoo, they stopped doing it, but it was at Zupan's, and it was watermelon, feta,
0: and mint. Ooh, that sounds weird.
1: Yeah, it does sound weird, and it is weird, but it also is really good. And watermelon, mint, with this little bit of feta, it is one of my favorite summer salads, huh. and I make it a lot because Zupan stopped doing it.
0: You want to know a weird salad that Lynn made, actually, when we were at Whole30, that I was like, wow, that's really good. Sounds disgusting. Caesar, uh, Brussels sprouts, not cooked, yeah, raw, I've seen that before. chopped yeah, up. That's too apple (laughs) vinegar and uh dijon mustard
1: all right i'll try it i don't hate it
0: it just to me (laughs) sounds like i would not eat any of those ingredients on their own
1: all right you know what we'll do i'll come over to your house and um for dinner Uh and you guys will make your weirdest dishes and i'll bring over one of my signature weird dishes do it okay and i'll make sure it's don't worry i'll make sure it's healthy
0: and on when hey, whatever you do don't don't give something. me any warning because i've noticed the last two times you're like hey are you home knock 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 <laughs> <laughs> hey
1: man you home and then why i'm in the middle of a workout well who cares I'm
0: i didn't mean to sound rude i was being matter of fact because i was getting ready to jump on this bike and start doing a workout And i'm like hey i'm getting ready to start a workout did you like is it important and the next thing you know lynn opens the door she's like marshall's here <laughs> do you ever do you ever just go over to people's houses no why uh, mostly because I feel like A you have the luxury of a text right there where you can go, Hey, are you home? Yes or no, and not waste your time.
1: Yeah, but I'm in the area. Like if you ever in somebody else's area and go, Oh I should just stop
0: by. So and so lives over here, I should just stop by. And then I also just you can go just ignore that question. I don't yeah, no, I don't I don't do that. It's Why? not my thing. Because I feel like it's there's so many Things you could do that would take you three seconds that could avoid you wasting your time. What are you wasting your
1: time? You're saying hello to somebody.
0: Right. You, go, you have to go over to their house, knock on their door. And if they're not home, you're like, well, I could have just texted them and they would tell me they're I guess,
1: home. I guess. But if you're in the area, wouldn't you want to just be like, hey,
0: man? Yeah. If I was as close as your old house is to me, that might be a situation where, like, if I'm walking around in Matthew, I'd be like, oh, let's go knock on Marshall's door and see if he's there. But also, you're one of those people who I know wouldn't care. Some people really do care. Some people don't like to be disturbed and they'll give you that vibe. Like I'm like, they're like, Hey man, you just shut up here unannounced.
1: Yeah. I don't care. I'd probably still show up. You would. I'm, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that will show up and then, and then I'll see what kind of food you have in your cabinets and refrigerator. Yeah, and I can see that. I mean, I was,
0: you. I tried to draw a line cause you came over and you're like, hey, hey, no, let me back up. You text me. You asked, Hey, are you home? Yeah. I'm starting a workout. Did you need something? And then it was like, Hey, Marshall's here. And, was, and she opens the door And I told Lynn, I go, okay, great. Well, have fun with Marshall and Rachel. I'm going to do my workout because that's what I said I'm going to (laughs) do. And so I start and I'm like huffing and puffing. And then you come out and I'm like, "Mm, I guess you just don't care about anything, do you? Don't
1: care about anything? (laughs) I care about socializing more than I care about, you know,
0: just sticking to my guns on everything in life. Did did you like the picture I sent you? Of smelling the roses? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that was very... uh, that was very. it felt like a shot was fired.
1: Yeah, just stop and smell the roses. That, yeah. yep, it's perfect because that's your thinking. After I stop at your house, then I then I take a walk and I'm like, oh, there's a rose, and I don't know. They just were blossoming. I'm like, you know, I'm gonna am I'm gonna smell this. I'm gonna send it to Aaron.
0: I'm stop and smell this <laughs> stop thing. Stop
1: and smell the roses. Have you done this? And you're like, as a matter of fact, I have
0: not. It's <laughs> <laughs> no time in my schedule for that.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, well I don't. I li- literally have no idea how far how we got. Way far. This down is, this is road. the
0: most like stream of consciousness podcast we've done so far. Just there's no rhyme or reason.
1: Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna have a tough one labeling this one. I was mm. okay, cool. Well good luck. Yeah. I'm not I'm not asking you for suggestions because last time you gave me one and then I I did a close one. You're like, I didn't care because it wasn't exactly what I said. So (laughs) I didn't even I didn't even bother looking at it to see if it published. You you
0: really make me sound like an idiot when you talk to me like that.
1: (laughs) When I do your voice. Well I'm Marshall. Welcome to Panic Podcast. I'm Aaron.
0: Goodbye.